0: And ninety eight three FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina.
1: Gentlemen, start your region.
0: Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and Impact'sPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Start your engines. Racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood.
2: And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498 3 FM on another gorgeous Saturday. It looks good out there. There's even a nip of fall in the air, I I I detected. That might have just been uh footballs and race cars whizzing by, but uh it um, felt pretty good out there this morning, and I'm looking forward to a uh, whole day in front of the television watching stuff.
3: Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning. And listen, coming in on uh, 585 this morning, out at Millican, they're having the eye-opener run, mm-hmm. and there were gobs of cars on that frontage road, yeah. all the way from the, the, the curve. Right near 85, mm-hmm. all the way back to number nine. That was, uh, is that for high school? I think it's for about anybody. Oh, okay. Uh, now, there were eight or nine buses parked beside the pond in mm-hmm. Milliken, So they got a crowd out there. Well, that's another form of racing. And uh, good morning there,
2: uh, Alan. How you doing? Good morning, Perry. Doing good. Got a lot of results. Oh, yeah. We got
4: a lot of local racing been going on this past week. Yeah. Uh, had that big race over at Cherokee Speedway and uh, put on a show over there on Thursday night. And uh, last night had Travers rest. Tonight we're going to have Harris. And then tomorrow night we're going to go back to Cherokee Speedway
2: and uh, for the Hall of Fame race. And you saw something you've never seen before we'll talk about later. Yes, we will. <laughs> good morning, Greg. Uh,
5: good morning, everybody. Uh, it's Bill France weather. It's racing weather. It's football weather. It's great, you know. Despite all, you know, we had hurricanes, tropical storms that's wiping stuff out and
2: everything. And yeah, some people got hit hard too. We want to keep them it, in our thoughts. It
5: really, uh, is it's really good weather, and you know, we got football games and we got the Southern Five Hundred coming up and everything. It's just, just a great deal. I'm just glad to be here, and it's
2: it's right temperature, good weather, and we got good guests um, through the. Uh, the owner of the radio station, Ryan, um, Blaney, Blaney. no, not Ryan Blaney, he don't own the Delaney. <laughs> Delaney. <laughs> hey, you're getting my bad line. I know it. Well, I'm, I'm sitting here on, on pins and needles hoping the chair did not fall in on me. But, um, yeah, Ryan Delaney got us, uh, Jeremy Clements for, um, noon, I mean for 11, good grief, I gotta get it together here, for 11 o'clock and... I was thinking if we've ever had a race driver call in on the day that he was racing. and Yeah, we had Bobby Labani this year when he was in that, R, that SRX series out there. we on the dirt, I guess, they were running that night. But, uh, so Jeremy Clements is going to be with us at 11 o'clock. And then hopefully at 11.20, we're going to have Larry McReynolds, America's crew chief. And Larry uh, has got a particularly funny story about Darlington I want him to tell. But he... Uh, He's uh, with Fox you know, Sports, and I think he still does some stand-up stuff on Fox's everyday uh, auto racing coverage. So, um, you know, I didn't realize he's got a real nice website, too. You can buy all sorts of Larry McReynolds uh, t-shirts and hats and all sorts of stuff. So he's quite the entrepreneur. Yeah. But um, um wanted to start out by mentioning uh, that... that Daytona race, I mean, it, they, they just tore up so many cars. and That's that, awful. That blocking is going to get somebody hurt. Uh, I think they think they're maybe invincible because they're in such a cocoon-like uh, interior, you know, and cockpit in those, in those cars. But I'm telling you, you can still get hurt. And if they don't stop this, something's going to happen.
5: I don't know why they're going to stop it. And it was said years ago, you got to let them run. A decent speed to where, I mean, maybe they got a back out of the corner, off in the corner a little bit. But you got the cars too bunched up. So if you want to win, you get in front, you got to block. But you they know, didn't it, use you the gotta block. Ha- you got to have a helper, you yeah. know. Yeah. But I don't go for that blocking stuff. Not the way they're doing it because it caused too many wrecks. They tore up everything they had down there, and the race wasn't all that good. And they just, I'm all for safety, but I can't see where 20 mile an hour more at least down a straightaway, not necessarily through the corners, but Daytona and stuff let them run 218 or something. Well, they slowed the cars down
4: for horsepower. They put a big old spoiler on the rear of them, but now they need to go. What they need to do is go to Goodyear and say, make me an 8-inch wide tire. Make the tire go away with the car. We're going to slow the car down. Make the tire go away. Make put that handling. When that driver runs off there in that
5: corner, that, that rear and starts going out from under him, he gonna get out of a gas. Oh, no doubt about it. That's, <laughs> that's like that's like you know when when Cotton set the, the first record at Daytona, uh, like in '61, which was breaking the '59 record and the '60 record. He run like 161.8 or something like that. But Cotton told me he said with well, those cars, those little narrow tires. He said, "When you dropped that thing off in number one, you didn't know where that thing was going. You right. didn't have a rear spoiler. You just had to
4: anticipate." It. Well, we kind of have it a little bit over at Cherokee Speedways or Harris too. We got this class called "Run What You Run." You can bring it all you want, but you got to put it on eight-inch tire. So, I mean, that's uh, you can only you. you there ain't no use having seven hundred horsepower whenever you got a eight inch seven eight inch tire right there that you've only got to use it with that's right That's but right is that going to keep people from blocking because
2: so that's what i the think it would. Is.
4: it's going it's going to spread
2: them out more put it that way okay well you know i mean there's been once again an old- timer like me i i remember uh Leroy Yarbrough at Daytona. I guess that was about sixty nine or something 69 like that. I think drafting past uh, Charlie Glotz back and who was driving Cotton's car and just winning the race. And how many times did Pearson and uh, Petty do that to each other? Uh, usually Pearson doing it to Petty, drafting past him. You know, at the end of the race to win it. And I mean, uh, other forms of racing. Like Formula One, I'm not saying they're better, and, uh, and Indy, you can't block. I mean, they will penalize you if you block. And, uh, you know, they'll go back and look at the tape and see if if you were blocking or if you made your move anticipating that the other guy was going to try to go around you or something. And, uh, and it wasn't a block. So, you know, it, it, I just don't like to see... So many cars torn up. I like a. I like to see a nice, exciting crash, and they're going to have those anyway. Just like the next guy, but just this blocking and, and tearing up cars in five and ten, fifteen at a time. I, I'm not for that, and I guess uh, it makes for getting some different winners, which uh, is the way Michael McDowell won the Daytona 500. For another extremely. Uh, bad crash, uh, not in terms of anybody getting hurt, but just tearing up cars on the last lap of the Daytona 500 in the third turn. So, That's right. Somebody, somebody got paid for those cars. and it, It's uh,
5: it's a terrible deal to get into, but that blocking it used to be that you'd have the, 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 the best running cars with the best chassis and motors and drivers. You'd have like four or five. Would break away to the front. Then you'd have a second pack of about ten or twelve cars that were about as fast as them. Then you'd have some cars that you know wasn't fast enough to keep up. They had their own pack. Now you got three abreast, two abreast. Nobody knows what they're what they're supposed to do. And and like Perry said, you know, you spoke that when you're making your move, was that a block, or was that? Re- well, it, Sterling Marlin told me back when he first come out with it. He said, "Let him run two hundred ten or whatever. That'll separate the cars up." Well, blocking Dale Ernie. Blocking, blocking. Don't. I it's mean, okay, like Donnie Allison done to Kale at the last lap.
2: Well, well, I mean, he he just drove him down into Enfield. Yeah, <laughs> he he was way. If that was a block, he only, was way too late. But it only wrecked <laughs> two cars, then. Well, at, not thirty. It was. uh. It was a heck of a race. One, either way you look at it, Ryan Blaney, won Wonder, I like that. The race, uh, yeah, but he'd have been about tenth if they hadn't had a wreck. Bubba Wallace was second, and his best finish of the year, and he could have, he could have easily won it with a little, little bit of different luck. Ryan Newman was third. Ryan Priest fourth, and Tyler Reddick fifth. So, uh, it was the last race of the chase, and we had no winner and we didn't pick a winner no you can't it's hard for us to pick a winner when you got that that much uh going on but they did uh get the third get the final guy into the chase and they've got their 12 now going to the playoffs i mean i'm sorry 16 going to the playoffs and i was looking for it here and i think i didn't print that out but anyway um it was just, uh, you know, it, it was just a mess because the Xfinity guys pulled it off. I mean, they had the same situation the night before uh, and or the day before, and they didn't wreck. They actually got to the finish line, and Jeremy Clements had a particularly terrible finish of 24th because, uh, as Alan says, he was waiting on the big wreck, and it didn't happen, and he got stuck way back there in the back, so... uh they still got three races to go, and we'll have Jeremy on today. Three races to go in the playoffs, and we'll have Jeremy on today at eleven o'clock with Fox Sports Spartanburg all across the hood of that car. He's got a good starting position. I think he's, I think he's fifteenth, and uh, hopefully we'll get some some good air time for uh, Jeremy today and what I guess you'd have to call his home track. Greg, you have something you want to say? Boy, well, now. I, <laughs> Did you have something you wanted to say? You pulled the microphone
5: well, yeah, over there. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the same thing we're talking about. I mean, you got to bust the packs up. And you don't do it by slowing them down. The more you get them out slower. Allen made a very good point, and I sort of have thought about that at times, but he hits the nail on the head. Narrow the tire up a little bit. You know, that's what they did with the Talladega tire. You know, they narrowed it just a tick and made it taller so it'd slow the wheel speed down. And that sort of solved their problem, being they used some cheap asphalt to build that son of a gun. I think George Wallace paid it out of his back pocket to pave the track, but anyway, uh, you got to bust the packs up, and you can have a good race them running about a hundred ninety or something like that. You can't have no race. like Daryl said, my brother. He said, it looks like even when they wreck, they look like they're in slow motion. Well, and but you can't have that many cars tearing up and wrecking. That that costs people money. Well, you
2: know what, though? To get people hurt. They're not going to change it till somebody gets hurt. That's what's going to happen. And that's too late. Well, as I said just a few minutes ago, that's exactly what Dale Earnhardt was doing when he got killed. He was blocking for his other two cars. And it worked. They were finished first and second. But he didn't come out of it too good. No. Um, we did have a real weird thing I want to mention here for a second before... Uh, in case we start getting short on time at the end of the show. But Formula One had the weirdest race I think I've ever seen. It was pouring down so hard. This is at spa Shops in Belgium. And it was raining so hard that uh, you know, they had the full grandstands. Everybody was there. So uh, they only ran one lap. Actually, they ran two, I think. But one guy, uh, you know, just followed the, the whole pack, followed the pace car. And they ran one lap, they called it a race, and uh, the fastest um, the the fastest lap of the race was uh, 3 minutes and 27.017 uh, seconds, and that was behind the pace car. So, uh, Max Verstappen won it, but they ran a two-lap race, they called it official, and all those people sitting out there in the rain and all the expense it took to get there and everything. Two laps! Yeah, they ran two laps and uh, under under caution, following the pace car, and they awarded half points. And you know that was just it was just unheard of. And from, from what I heard them say, I think they did something like this back in two thousand five. I don't remember that, but you know it was it was pretty much a uh, disgraceful. Is that about the way you saw it, Alan? Because it was a uh, uh, you you were talking about it out there in the lobby like. Uh,
4: like, uh it, it pretty much was. I mean, you had these high techs and they can't they can't well, I know they can't make it go into rain, but they had rain tires and stuff like that. Yeah. And they were still hydroplaning out there, but uh not like our boys Whereas as in NASCAR we can get out there and kind of keep the the rain off the racetrack and stuff whenever you i think that track was how long was that
2: track seven miles seven miles so, oh, uh, 11 to seven miles <laughs> seven miles yeah
5: i didn't know i've heard that track all my life and i've seen it on tv but i did not know that thing was seven miles that's the longest track time,
4: on the circuit so by the time you got back around again water was on the racetrack so i mean they was either gonna tear a whole bunch of uh hot all the race cars up or they're gonna have to call it one but to them, they don't reschedule because if you looked at their schedule from now on, they, they slam packed up. Well, like they're it. in they're in uh,
2: Holland tomorrow, and so, it's and and it's not like they they going from country to country. Well, now, Holland's not too far from Belgium. In fact, well, I think it's probably about like here to Greenville. But uh, anyway, they didn't postpone it; they ran it. And I always belly about the 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 Haas Formula One team that. Uh, up there in North Carolina. They actually, the driver Nikita Mazepin, who I'm not a big fan of, had the fastest lap of the race because he was uh, lagging too far back behind the pace car. And they (laughs) they told him to get up there and catch up. And he's never even, I don't think, finished any better than about 15th. But he got credit for fastest lap of the race behind the pace car. And he actually did finish 17th. So... It was wacky going I'm glad on. me and you wasn't there. Well, I think we'd have got a little bit evil. Well, I'd have got my money back, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, let's take our first break and come back and hear what happened locally. And I'm kind of anxious to hear what happened Thursday night over at Cherokee Speedway because I don't even know. So, uh, let's take our first break. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports, 1400 and 98.3 FM. <laughs>
6: IMPEX Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. IMPEX is a different kind of dealership. Family owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and are proud to be serving the Boiling Springs Inman and Spartanburg communities. Jamie and his staff are committed to providing excellent customer service and making sure your experience is simple, transparent, and fair. Visit IMPEX Pre-Owned today. Conveniently located up I-26
0: on Asheville Highway. Don't just dream it. Drive it at IMPEX Pre-Owned. For score high school football schedules, articles, and everything going on here at the station. Download our app today. Just search Fox Sports 1400, either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now.
7: You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pair are the ideal gift. Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto
8: Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we will have it fill within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format
9: printing, full color
10: paper printing,
9: and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right, Image Printing now offers direct to garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848.
11: Do you want a rundown house or a property with problem tenants? Did a relative leave you a house behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosures, condemned homes, mobile homes, with or without land it doesn't matter we have a solution for you the best part is we will pay you cash so give us a call today at 256-0727 or visit Property solutions.com consultations are free
2: With trouble on the way, that always means we go to Allen Hill for the local results. What you got, Allen? All
4: right. We're going to start off last week, last week up at Harry Speedway. They had uh, Renegade Division up there. Coming back out on top again, Josh Burgess. Second place went to Jordan Brandle. Third went to Brian Sy. And the Thunder Bomber Future Series. First place went to Brandon Harrison. Second went to Dallas Miller. Third went to Stetson Todd. And the Front Wheel Drive. First place went to Trent Blackwell. Second went to Chris Meadows. Third went to Jonathan Butler. Crate Sportsman Division. First place went to Jess Wall. Third went to Lane Penley. Third went to Spencer Childers. In the M.M.S.A. Division. First place went to Kevin Cooper. Second went to Travis Mosley. Third went to Matt Gilbert. Young Guns Division. First place went to Caden Presnell. Second went to J.J. Coggins. Third went to Joseph Seek. And the Pierstock Division. First place went to Josh Ayers, second went to Mikey Brock, third went to Matt Spencer. Cherokee Speedways, last Saturday night, eight divisions racing, started off with the Mid-East Pro Series. First place went to Casey Towell, second went to Curtis Bishop, third went to Jacob Kinder. Super Sportsman Division, first place went to Cade Langley, second went to Mitchell Duval. third went to Josh Oops. Crusa Street Stock Division, first place went to Steve Green, second went to Chris Jackson, third went to Mitchell Duval. Sure in the Thunder Bomber Division, first place went to Ricky Bogan, second went to Lloyd Dean Burgess, third went to Blake Bentley. In the Young Guns Division, first place went to Bryson Freeze. second went to Ronnie Pinson, third went to Landon Davis. Crusa Late Model Division, first place went to Gray Pardon, second went to Leighton Sullivan, third went to Brian Mullis. Mideast Modified Division. First place went to Stefan Padula. Second went to first went to Stefan Second went to Jeff Parsons. Third went to Chase Cowell. In the Extreme Four Division, first place went to Scott Collinger. Second went to Christopher Bobo. Third went to Clayton Sieg. And now we're going to move over to Thursday night. They had the big Rock Golf Memorial over there. This is the one I want to hear about. That's the one you want to hear about. They had the big Super Late Miles, but they also had three divisions of back support divisions there racing. And uh, going to start off with the Mid-East Street Stock. First place went to Andy Stewart. Second went to Andrew Blackwood. Third went to Blake Pryor. And the Crusoe Late Mile Division. First place went to John Ruggiero Jr. Second went to Jeremy Steele. Third went to Owen Osteen. And the Thunder Bomber Division. This is where I told you the first thing we've had. Explain that. I, that I, that I have again. heard of in the last uh, Thunder Bomber Division. First place went to Grant Parr, even though he did not cross the finish line first. How did that happen? Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he kind of drove it off down there in the third and fourth turn. Kind of door slammed the guy. Which they then had a little conference from the last couple of weeks and stuff. And uh, Now, who's the other fella? Madison Hoos. Okay. And uh, they kind of drove off in there and wasn't enough room. Always knows eight tires better than four tires. So he kind of door slams him coming off the fourth turn. Madison kind of catches his Grant in the right rear quarter panel, kind of turns him sideways down the front straight away. Third place which was Ricky Bogan. He was coming on the bottom of the racetrack. He actually, if, it, if you had a camera there, Ricky Bogan went across the start and finish line first, but his transponder did not. <laughs> the transponders are hooked on the rear of the axles. Okay. But Grant Parr, since his car was sideways and he was still sliding across the start and finish line, his transponder crossed before Ricky Bogan's did. Okay. So, that awarded Grant Parr, They racetrack, said that they go by transponders. They do not go by the nose of the car. So, uh, <laughs> Which is what they should do, in my opinion. Well, uh, that's, like I said, this is the first time I've seen this, and I don't know how long, but...
2: Uh, so, the nose of Hoots' car crossed the finish line first, first, but Grant Parr's transponder, as he was going sideways... Like this and like this. <laughs> yeah, beat. Uh, transponder on the Hoot's car. Uh, on
4: Ricky Bogan's car. He beat the transponder on Ricky Bogan's uh,
2: car. That's crazy. So,
4: uh, first place was Grant Parr. Second place was Ricky Bogan. Third place was Madison Hoots. And uh, a little discussion after the racetrack, but nothing, you know. Now, let, let me ask you
2: a question. Yeah. Why couldn't they put the transponder on the front of the car?
4: Uh, a lot of these cars don't have a front end whenever they get done racing. But they could put it on the first... <laughs>
2: get it knocked off too quick. No, but I mean, they could put it on the first solid thing they come to, like uh, 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 the... It still don't work. <laughs> oh, it could. They could make it work.
3: Firewall.
2: Uh, uh, well, either the I mean, anything's better than the rear of the car, but, you know, put yeah. it up there well, up to the bottom of the radiator. Well, we... uh, they, got, they do have radiators in the front, right? Yeah, we do okay. have radiators in the front, well, but some of them's not located in the
4: same location. If I was to do that and I was to move my radiator forward and you got your setbacks, seven or eight inches, and I still beat you to the start-finish line. Is that right? We well, all know that the rear the rear
2: axle is going to stay in the same location. Well, then find something on the front and legislate it in there to where it can only be like so many inches uh, from the nose of the like car. Like I
4: said, that's Flagman's call to me. Uh, that, was, that should have been Flagman's call right there looking down at them cars and saying, hey... And was, uh, there was uh there's a couple of people there that had uh, cameras going there, you know, kinda like our people out here in the world today. Everybody's got cameras going on everything and <laughs> it showed it just as plain as day. Did you re- say it was on the internet? Yes, it was on the internet. I'll send you a copy of it or whatever, but uh that's but now let's get down to this super late mall deal. Okay. Super late mall paid forty thousand dollars to win. That's unbelievable. What yes. how, yeah, how did that come out? Brandon Overton. He is on a he's on a tear this year, you know sometimes you drivers get on a good string. you know he won both races at Eldora. that's what I was
7: going to ask three hundred
4: to three hundred and seventy four thousand dollars that he took away from Eldora and then God. he comes down here to, to Cherokee Speedway he takes another forty thousand dollars away from over here at Cherokee Speedway but uh have to hand it to him when you when you're riding that wave. You better ride it while you can because uh it will turn that's a lot of money but uh Congratulations to Brandon Overton, second place. Went to a local driver, Chris Madden. Yeah, he got fifteen thousand dollars for second place. Uh, third place went to Jimmy Owens. Fourth place went to Trent Ivy, another local driver.
2: And then fifth place went to Kyle Larson. Well, you know, I I was wondering how he was going to do, and I sort of had him penciled in winning the thing, but he he just didn't have it, or
4: Cherokee uh... Uh, Speedway, they kind of deal this. Uh, this Cherokee Speedway racetrack is kind of hard with super like we was talking about a little bit before on tires. Uh, sometimes you can use this 700 horsepower but a lot of you guys now got to where they'll use that 700 horsepower for qualifying and stuff and then just as soon as that track starts to firm up a little bit, put that black groove down they go up there and raise that carburetor up and they'll put a restrictor plate up on each carburetor plate because everybody knows drivers don't have no... Uh, Right foot control most of the time, <laughs> but, you know. You have very few drivers that
5: knows how to control the right foot. They all they know is push it through the firewall. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. But I tell you that that, that is amazing. Uh, people seeing a car come across the line first. I mean, that, that, I mean, what if they had transponders in 1959 at Daytona when all three of them come across? And they didn't know what was going on for two weeks. So Morris Metcalf was actually a photographer. Uh. Well, we've uh, yeah, they got to figure about, something but, out better than that. But they got uh, to go by the computer.
4: Well, we kind of do that now. Some some of us has got longer, a little bit longer noses. Some of them <laughs> got a little bit shorter noses. Some of them's got a little bit of this. We don't have no regulations there. Well, and I think maybe, like maybe yet. I maybe mean, you I, ought to have. Something. I showed up. I showed up one time over on a on a first day, uh, first race, and uh, I had a good looking nose on the front of my car, and we won the race by a good bit. And they looked at me. They come there and said, uh, "Don't bring it back next week." Uh why not? I said, you know, it says universal dirt nose. Yeah. And uh for some your- reason some reason they didn't like it nose piece, so I got I got sitting over here in the corner, but uh Is that when you went to the Corvette nose? Uh pretty much so. Uh but uh I mean it's it's two or three things there that you have to kinda of abide by, but that's just the way it's gonna be in racing, but that- did they have a packed house? Oh, packed house would not a word for it. You couldn't get a... They, they had them parked halfway down uh, the frontage road and everywhere else
2: trying to, you know, and people was packed out there. Did, uh... uh Now, Kyle Larson, obviously, is a big name. He's leading the grand... Uh, the Winston Cup, you know, and everything. He won the regular season. Did he draw a... Uh, did he do anything special? I mean, did he like... uh Make a speech, or uh, did he bring his souvenir now, trailer? He just blended in with the with well, everybody, everybody
4: else. Everybody there. You got Jimmy Owens. You got Chris Matt. Everybody's got souvenir trailers. Kind of like it used to be when uh, NASCAR was out there, and they used to line them up up there at Charlotte outside the racetrack stuff. Well, guess what? Everybody there has got just because you, Kyle Larson. So when you come to Gackney, you just another man sitting behind the steering wheel. That's what I like. I to mean. Hear. Uh, Guess what? You just uh, you just another car there. So, nothing, uh, nothing special for Kyle. They didn't no, have a red special. carpet he or anything. He's just another driver there. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was a NASCAR driver. And, uh, but when you come here, and don't get me wrong, when you race racing against Chris Madden and everybody else, that's their livelihood, too. Yeah. They don't have nowhere to go on a Sunday afternoon somewhere, but uh, lights, I love seeing, you know,
7: yeah
4: people like just getting down into racing. I mean, especially dirt racing
2: but uh and but you got about four and a half minutes i, yep. I what what we got going on tonight we. Are- got- or, let, me,
4: let me go back to wrist way okay. right fast. Uh right. I've got a lot of these people says hey I listen to you on Saturday because I want to hear my name being called out whenever I do something good we're well, going to start off with Travis wrist last night and I'm going to go through these fast uh, uh, we got a little more than that but okay. go ahead rookie division first place went to J.J. Coggins second went to Tristan Henderson third went to Dale Bennett and the Craig Sportsman division first place went to Jake Jackson second went to Timmy Smith third went to Brian Bentley Thunder Bomber Division. First place went to Tyler Gus. Second went to Kyle Gus. Third went to Timmy Smith. Renegade Division. First place went to Donnie Atkins. Second went to Scott Cannon. Thunder Bomber Futures. First place went to Scott Hendricks. Second went to Blade Edwards. And third went to Mason Mintz. Extreme Four Division. First place went to Trent Blackwell. Second went to Ricky Holcomb. Third went to Chris Coggins. Pure Stock Division. First place went to Kevin Nation. Second went to Bradley Williams, third went to Michael Hendren. And now you're talking about tonight. We're going to get into going up here to uh, Harris Speedway. Harris Speedway's got the uh, Gerald Coggins Memorial race up there. Also, they going to have the Run What You Run class, Front Wheel Drive, Thunder Bombers. Pure Stock, Crate Sportsman, Renegade 602 Late Models. And this is Fan Appreciation Night at Harris Speedway. And it's $5 to get into the grandstand. So I don't know of anywhere else that you can go to get into a good racetrack and watch a lot of good racing for $5. I got to hand it to them for that. Gates open at 4 o'clock. Drivers meeting at 7 o'clock. And uh, kids 12 and under get in free. Okay. And now we're going to start. That's Saturday night. Now we're going to move over here to Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon here at Cherokee Speedway. They got the Hall of Fame race. Also in this Hall of Fame race, they got the Super Late Models. They got the Super Sportsman Division. They got the Stock 4 Division, Thunder Bomber Division, Pure Stock, and Extreme 4. Stands are going to be $25 to get in at Stands, $35 to get in the pits. Like I said, whenever you can sit here and race on Saturday, Thursday, then back on Sunday again, them boys have really been working that racetrack over there at Cherokee Speedway. So, a lot of good racing. I hope Mr. Wilson has been watching a lot of racing because you can go to, you could went to, I know, is it Gaffney on Thursday night? He could went to Travers Rest last night, go to Harris night, then go back to Gaffney on Sunday afternoon. So, uh... Like I say, we got a lot of big races coming up uh, at next Friday night. Traverse Rest Speedway. They got the Winged Outlaw Sprint Cars coming back over there, uh, plus a lot of yeah, local racing. They got the Crate Sportsman Division, plus, uh, uh like I say, these winged sprint cars. They talking about a seven hundred horsepower. These is the ones that's got the big wings up on top. So uh, if if you like him, type cars, go to Traverse Rest Speedway next Friday night. Then on September 17th and 18th, we're going to go to Carolina Speedway for a big $10,000 to win. This is your uh, street stock race up there. They call it the Battle Royale. This is the third annual at Carolina Speedway. That's up in and, Gastonia. Yep. And we'll get in a little bit more of it. Uh, like I say, we'll be back here. We. By the way, you said we're going to come back next Sunday if we can arrange it. So because we need to we need to tell all our listeners that we'll be on not next Saturday but next Sunday.
2: Yep, it, that's the way it's looking right now because Greg and I have a a show to go to up at Mount Airy. Okay, so uh, like I say, that's uh, most of our local racing
4: going on. Like I said, uh, a lot of excitement going on a over lot, there, and a lot of money getting
5: passed out and a lot of fans showing up. Right, so I can't believe the money. That's yeah, big money. For, that's, for, for, I mean, that's good. Yes, it is. Because it brings that money in, and that's like you say, the guys keep their cars up. And a lot of these guys, like you say, right. you go up in, in some guy's territory, they didn't care where like, Kyle Larson was a NASCAR driver or what. If, know, whatever he's going to do, he's going to do. Otherwise, they're going to win the race. It kind of
4: surprised me that, you know, there. one time Austin Dillon and Ty Dillon was running on dirt, and they, I know they got some good good pieces up there in the shop so I didn't I couldn't understand how come Austin Dillon and Ty Dillon went down at Cherokee Speedway last Thursday night uh, getting paid too much well that's uh, you know sometimes uh, who says Kyle Larson ain't getting paid too much and he's still racing three
2: and four times a week there's uh, where you get your race car driver. All right. Look we gotta
10: take That's
4: a
2: right. We got take a break here and we're gonna come back and get Deb on the line. She's down at Darlington. You're listening to Start Your Engine on Fox Sports 1498.3 ninety eight three FM.
12: Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. If you're
9: riding around in your car listening to a game, and your car radio sounds like this, and you want it to sound like this, there's the pass to Leitner, puts it up, then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality. And visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. We
0: are Fox Sports. The home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg
13: upstatelogistics.com
12: River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tea time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to to riverfallsgolf.com. This is Jeremy
14: Clement and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports, 1498.3 and 98.3
10: FM. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6 for fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Said no one ever. I love waking up to cold cereal.
12: Nothing satisfies like dry granola.
10: No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage. Biscuits baked to perfection. The enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, or
0: hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's easy on the go breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal, single item at regular price. Value when product served. Deb Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's
2: go live to Deb. Uh, good morning, Deb. How are you down in Darlington?
1: Oh, good morning. Just fine. It's a gorgeous day in Darlington. You couldn't ask for a more beautiful day for racing.
2: Well, that sounds great. And uh, I know that it's probably not as hot as uh, Labor Day weekend's past. I know it's very pleasant up here.
1: It is pleasant. And, uh, you know, I'm actually, I'm thankful that it's not the hot humidity that we normally have for Labor Day weekend in Darlington.
3: Yeah, well,
2: I'm glad they got backup cars because if they were counting on using the one from last Saturday night, they wouldn't have much to to go with. Uh, I'm sorry, I I missed
1: part of what
2: you said. Well, I'm just commenting that they wrecked a lot of cars last Saturday night, and uh, it's a good thing they got backups or, or other, you know, multiple cars on these teams because they wouldn't have much left.
1: Well, of course, they don't race the same car at Darlington that they race at Daytona. Of course. So They won't race that car again until Talladega. So they've got a while there. But this uh, will definitely be interesting, particularly since they've repaved a section of Turn 2, kind of a strip patch there. And Kurt Bush said the other day in the Zoom conferences that it should provide more grip. And really increase
2: the speeds coming down the back stretch at Darlington this weekend, well, I know uh Darlington's got that sandy grady surface, and uh the uh is historically I know they have talked about it's a tough pit road to get into sometime because it does get sort of sandy and uh and uh, it's easy to lose grip of course you're talking about the opposite end of the track, you're talking about coming off the second turn where they uh Coming to the pits, actually, uh, coming, you know, in the fourth turn. but
1: uh, Well, into the third turn, really. They drop down on the right. apron as they come into the third turn. And some drivers, in fact, I believe Mark Martin was one of them, said that this was the most difficult pit road right. to get into because of its location and the, the banking and the way it drops down onto the apron and all I always have to think for a minute because I'm used to still looking at the turns as they were before they flopped the track.
2: Oh, yeah. And I, I, me, too. And when did they do that? In the mid-90s? I mean, it's been quite a while.
1: Yeah, it has been. It doesn't seem like it has been, but it has been quite a while.
2: Well, when you've been around as long as you and I have, yeah. it's a, it, it does seem like it. But um, get, getting back to last Saturday night now, we got the field set uh, for the the playoffs, and... I was uh, particularly paying attention to Austin Dillon. I mean, he actually had a good, pretty good crack at it there for a while, uh, having the wind to get in. But he was taken out in one of these crashes that uh, we've been talking about a good bit this morning with the with the blocking. And I just, you know, I just hate to see so many cars torn up blocking. I think we talk about this after every super speedway race, but it's the truth. It's just, it, 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 to me, it's a shame.
1: Well, you got to understand that, first of all, this package that they ran down there, it all goes back to the closing rate. And the closing rate sometimes is much faster than they anticipated it being, or, you know, maybe there's a misjudgment as far as how much is cleared. You know, you got to remember where those spotters are standing, and those spotters are standing there above the tri-oval there in the front stretch. And they may not have, they got binoculars and all, but things are happening so fast that it's difficult to really judge or misjudge if you want to say, you know, what's going on there. But I don't want to see us get like Formula One or open wheel where you can't block because that takes away some of the excitement. and and to me that's just part of it but you know i think that the closing rate keeps changing because they keep changing packages and how fast it sucks up and the run everybody has and it's it's just keeps changing all the time and you know used to the four spotters were such a necessity you know people the drivers could have better vision from inside their car and now with the Hans device and the way the seats are built and all without a, a good spotter who's really focused on everything and top notch and fast, you're gonna have that happen and it's unfortunately it's part of super speedway racing.
7: Yeah, it is.
2: And uh I just I just hate to see uh I just hate to see wrecks, you know they're gonna happen. Because of the blocking, but you know they did finish the uh, Xfinity race at Daytona last week without any, uh, and they were blocking, but they didn't they didn't tear up fifteen cars on the last lap, which I was, and I know the announcer at the time said, um, "Cup drivers take note because they had just had a good close finish without a big crash." Yeah, the thing
1: that uh, concerned me about the Xfinity race is. I mean, I like what what of Racing is doing, and I like how they're building that race team, but when you get into team orders like they did, and you've got them three wide, I mean, I thought it was clever, to be honest with you, to see them come three wide off the fourth turn, because that guaranteed one of them a victory, and they were looking at getting a one, two, three finish, but everybody had a shot at the victory, but considering that Bill French Jr. called the Elliott family in one time here in Darlington in 1985 and told them he was not going to let them stink up his show, I'm just wondering if they had a meeting with uh, the powers that be this past week. That's been one thing that's been on my mind.
2: Yeah, and Colleague is kind of a newcomer. You know, I mean, he's been off and on around, but now he's he's becoming a power and yeah. and a, really a force to be reckoned with. And the way they were... Uh, uh, on the broadcast, you know, over, you know, letting everybody listen in on some of their uh, communications, uh, you know, sticking to the plan and uh, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It was, uh, it, it's a new day as, as far as, I, I mean, that has been going on behind the scenes, I suppose. Uh, but the way it was so out in the open for this race, and I don't know, I think, uh, I'm not going to say that they... Are going to get taken down a notch, but I don't think the, the, there's an awful lot of money and an awful lot of teams that can uh, try to make sure that doesn't happen again.
1: Oh yeah, and particularly if Dale, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s uh, JR Motorsports has five teams next year, like it's looking that they might.
2: Now they don't have a, a, a cap on that, like the I mean, does Cup still say you can't have more than four? Mm-hmm.
1: Cup does,
2: but truck and Xfinity do not. Okay. Oh, another question before we make our picks, before the time runs out. Do you happen to know where the transponders are located on the Cup cars?
1: I do not. Okay. That's a good question. I'll find that out this weekend. Well, uh, I know they used to be located in the in the rear of the car, but I don't know if they're still located where they used to be or not.
2: Yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier, and I won't get into it and, and waste time <laughs> with it. But they had a crazy finish at Cherokee Speedway uh, last week, or with uh, and it was all because of the position of the transponder. But anyway, um, let's get our picks out here, and then we can talk the rest of the time. Deb? We didn't have a winner last week. Nobody picked Ryan Blaney, and uh, Lanny had picked him the week before and won. So uh, he deserted him and went with Larson. So go ahead, take the first pick. <laughs>
1: oh, I get first pick. Yeah, okay. let's well, do I'm it gonna, again. I'm going to go with
3: Kyle Larson this week. Okay, Deb picks Kyle Larson, Ronnie. Well, I think it's time that Harvick picks up
2: his a win this year, and this would be a place for him to do it. Yes. Uh, um. I'll pick for Greg. He's uh, he's not in. I'll give him. Uh, let's do D Benedetto for Greg, and I'll take uh, Chase. What you got over there, Alan? I think I'll take that eighteen car. Okay, and I guess um, Jade will take the eleven. Eleven. Okay. Yeah, so we're looking set- for Lanny. Um, yeah, Lanny, text me on your pick. Um, Deb, you, I guess you will be watching the Xfinity race today and i want you to pay particular particular attention to jeremy clements cuz he's got our logo all over the hood
1: i will but i always pay attention to jeremy clements i just love that team and what they're able to do as a small operation and you know i'm just really pulling for them to make it into the playoffs
2: well if you get um now do you have access to to walk around in the garage area like like, like you used to could in the past
1: when yeah I used- as long as you wear your mask
2: Okay, well, if you get around the 51 team, that's a you'll probably see Ryan Delaney, who owns this radio station. And of course, he's the one that put us on that car. And and uh, I don't it's it's just a good bunch of Spartanburg people. And I know Larry McReynolds came down and did an interview with him. And uh, we hopefully we've got Larry. Well, we've got Jeremy Clements at 11 o'clock and hopefully we've got Larry at 1120. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. What you got, Ronnie? laney Lanny's got Blaney. Okay. He's going to take Blaney. Well, Deb.
1: Well, this is a good weekend for either the 11 or the 4 to finally break into victory lane.
2: Yeah. Deb, what, uh, the few minutes we got left here, we got three or four minutes. What, uh, is the, what have you learned as, as far as rumors and silly season and all that stuff? Any big, any big news break this week?
1: Well, before I, no, not really, um, but what I will say, I'm going to veer off an of NASCAR and go to the NHRA a minute. Okay. Because they've got their big U.S. Nationals in Indy this weekend, which determines who runs for their championship. And Matt Hagan, who's leading the Funny Car Standings, is not able to race this weekend because he has tested positive for COVID.
7: Oh, man.
1: And stepping in for him is Tommy Johnson Jr., who was a regular with Don Schumacher Racing. Uh, there for many years so I just wanted to mention that about Matt Hagan and the U.S. Nationals but um, you know I was surprised back to NASCAR I was surprised when I was coming down here yesterday I was listening to a show and I was surprised to hear that Jeb Burton does not have anything solidified for next year yet particularly since he won this year and is in the playoffs the xfinity playoffs and he said you know he would like to stay with colleague racing and they're working on it but nothing's been finalized yet
2: well that's that is a little bit surprising and um now colleague they will be uh, have they i know they've got justin haley is one of their drivers in cup next year when they go with a multi-car cup team, have they finalized anything else? I mean, I thought it would be Almondinger, but I—I I, I don't I think I've seen anything well, that solidly said that.
1: No, no. Haley's going to be their full-time cup driver, right? Almondinger is going to be a full-time Xfinity driver. Okay. He may be. He may compete. Probably will compete in selected cup events. Okay. But he's their full-time Xfinity driver next year. That was announced. Several months, a few months
2: ago. That's right, and you can't so, do both. So, uh, uh, not full, for championship.
1: Yeah, not. You for can, but you, but you can't. Well, yeah, you can do both full time, but you can only declare for a championship in one of them.
2: Okay, well that that makes more sense than what I was thinking. Um, what, yeah. um, but uh, they are still planning on a multiple car team, right?
1: And well, can't. if you got Almendinger and Xfinity, and you got Haley and Cup, and you got Almendinger running. Um, selected races in Cup, okay. then that's a, your multi-car team. But, uh, you know, Jeb said they're working on it. It sounded like it was just a situation of getting sponsorship signed is what it sounded like.
2: Yeah, I don't think he'll... I think the... Obviously, both the Burton drivers are pretty hot commodities right now, And as, as I was kind of kind of complaining last week, I guess, about Harrison Burton getting such a good ride. And I ask you, uh, what he you done to deserve it? But, you know... If you're up and coming and uh, and you, you've got potential, that and you're winning races right? and you're winning races, I guess. Uh, if you, and if you're you're sponsorable, meaning you know you, you cut a
1: uh-huh. a
2: nice um, figure on the in the advertising and at the the meetings and the uh, events that you have to show up for, um, that that means a lot and it has for quite a while now. What else?
1: Anything else, yeah. Deb? Uh, no, I was just looking at, uh, we apparently have a hauler parade right now with the, uh, truck haulers coming in.
2: Okay. I'm
1: sitting here at the credential office watching them all drive by, (laughs) so it looks like I may, uh, get held up on entering the track a little bit.
3: (laughs) Well, they used to make that a big event, didn't they?
1: Well, it was for the cup haulers. When the cup haulers come in, it is. But this looks like they've done it for, uh, there's a lot of truck haulers coming in right now, and I don't know what time their garage is opening up or where they're going to park them because they'll have to park them somewhere outside the track till the Xfinity race is run because they'll pull into the Xfinity garage once those haulers are out.
2: Well, remember what Alan said a couple of weeks ago, don't try to go through the gate with a a ham biscuit in your pocket or anything like that. You don't want (laughs) to... You don't want to set the dog off, and uh,
1: I, I ate breakfast before I left the hotel. Okay, all right,
2: that's good. Well, don't have any don't have any odor. You better go check yourself, Deb. We've got thirty seconds. Thank you so much for coming on. Have a blast down there, and if you see uh, you see any of those Fox people, tell them um, we're really pulling for them back here in Spartanburg and talking them up.
1: We'll do. Thanks right. much. Thank you. Have a good weekend. You, have a good Labor Day. Okay, you too, Deb.
2: That's Deb. Um, Deb Williams. What is she? She's the smartest woman I know. She's the smartest woman I know, too. We got somebody calling in here, but we don't have time to take it because we're 13 seconds from the break. So, you're listening to Fox Sports 1400 in Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, and we'll be right back with Jeremy Clements.
13: We are Fox Sports.
0: We're now on FM. Hear all of our programming at 98.3. Fox Sports
2: 1400. WSPG Spartanburg.
0: Sports Radio. Anybody you want a we were
2: sandwich? Talking about you. So uh, we've been talking about you all morning. So, uh, yeah. And I really appreciated you uh, giving our show a plug on. Because uh, I listen to you on Wednesdays when you're on. Wednesdays. Your day in college football starts that. now. This
10: is the Fox MacNavie in Madison. In Madison. Has not disappointed as we get you set for a critical top twenty Big
8: Ten opener. A lot of excitement in the-
12: hey everyone this is Ben ingram wake up weekday mornings with tyler sugart on bump and run from seven to nine a.m right here on spartanburg's home for the atlanta braves fox sports 1400 3 fm
7: providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so many people are under the impression that that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That is why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you will ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Jannie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jamie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC.
14: This is Jeremy Clement.
7: And you're listening to Start Your
14: Engines on Fox Sports, 1400 and 98.3 FM.
12: There's a new sandwich shop in downtown Spartanburg. It's the Sammich Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, Reubens, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you, if you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome... I never slice. ...look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free parking at City Hall... And visit the Samit Shop, 201 Wall Street, downtown Spartanburg. Fox Sports
0: 1498.3 FM is your home for Spartanburg Vikings football. Listen to Vikings football each Friday presented by Chris Foster Heating and Air. Your local ring specialist right here on Fox Sports 1498 3 FM and on the Fox Sports 1400 app.
9: Winning takes a strong team effort and you'll win when you trust the Kapasi Glassmart team for your commercial and residential glass needs. Storefronts, autoglass, safety glass for heavy equipment, window and insulated glass, patio doors and plexiglass, mirrors, expert repair service. Plus Kapasi Glassmart provides 24-hour emergency board up service. Call the Kapasi Glassmart team today at 583-6200. That's 583-6200. Kaposi Glass Mart, serving the upstate since 1975. Kaposi Glass Mart, helping your team win.
13: Jacob's Clothing and Home Goods is now open at 2601 East Main Street, Suite 21 in Spartanburg. Jacob's Clothing and Home Goods carries a vast selection of clothing for the whole family, as well as lighting, small appliances, kitchen gadgets, and much, much more. They have antiques, jewelry, formal gowns, lots of brand name items at really low prices. Jacob's Clothing and Home Goods reminds you to shop local and support local businesses in your community. Stop by and see what. These local folks can do for you. Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., 2601 East Main Street in Spartanburg.
0: Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina.
15: Gentlemen, start your resume. <laughs>
0: Impex pre presents: Start your engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer: Ronnie Black author and veteran motor sports journalist deb williams local action from winning car builder and owner alan hill former nascar team manager and author greg moore and now here's your host for start your engines racing historian and author perry Allen wood
2: And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines, and it's my pleasure to welcome to the show our own driver for Fox's uh, hood <laughs> this week, and i uh, looking forward to him every week, but especially this week, Jeremy Clemens. Good morning, Jeremy. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, thanks for coming on, and thanks for... Uh, the little plug you gave us Wednesday on uh, from R.J. Rockers. And uh, and you sounded nice there during the station break doing our, uh, our show's promo. So we appreciate all you do for us.
14: Yes, sir. I'm really excited to have Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM on the hood. They're on the, on the back of the car, on the lower quarter panels as well. So, uh, man, it's going to be an exciting day here at Darlington. I'm actually standing outside the track right now on the interview and i
2: can't wait to go in there and uh, get this party started well that's a good way to put it get the party started greg
5: yeah i, t- I tell you Jeremy, matt that, that is a that is a tricky track down there uh like we got a lot of homespun stuff to it and we just hope you're gonna get out there and do it i know you will uh if they don't people don't wreck each other or nothing but uh Everybody knows Darlington. you got to watch what you're kind of doing. It ain't like Daytona where everybody just runs over a bike. and know got no horsepower, but we appreciate you being on the show, and uh, we behind you 100%. Not oh, with money, know that's but a with fact. enthusiasm.
14: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that's a fact, you guys. It means a lot to me to have your support. And, uh, man, a lot of people in Spartanburg are rooting for us. That means a lot to me. Uh, we're going to have a lot of folks here today from uh, from the station uh ryan delaney and his family and uh trent lancaster and uh his family and uh so a lot of people are going to be here rooting us on and uh yeah like you said darlington is a is a tricky track it's uh it's a very challenging track It's it's really wore out and it's got high speeds you got to watch you got to run right by the wall so you you got to kind of drive the track and race it and then race the competitors as well, but you got to race the track more here than any other track we go to. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the challenge. Last time we raced here this season, we finished sixth. And, uh, man, if we could just improve that by five spots, that would be an epic day. So we're going to have a, our, uh, a good challenge ahead of us. We've got a lot of good cars in the field, obviously. So I'm uh, just looking forward to it. They did put a new strip of asphalt here, though. That's going to be on about 600 feet in turn two. Uh, because they were having some problems with uh, the water damaging the track off turn two, and they kept trying to patch it up. and uh, So that's going to be interesting going from the old asphalt to the new, back to the old again. Uh, I have no clue how that'll work, so we'll see.
3: Well, Jeremy, we all grew up just with the mystique of Darlington, just in our DNA. Do you get a special feeling that you get at no other track when you go down to Darlington?
14: Yes, no doubt. So my grandparents took me here, you know, when I was a kid, and, and I remember watching a race in the grandstands and just just getting chills uh, seeing those cars on the track and thinking, man, this would be so amazing to race here. And I tell you what, I'd never take it for granted being able to, to, to race the NASCAR here is just such a privilege to me. And I, I truly do love it. And this is one of my favorite tracks because... It's a fun track. Like I said, it's challenging, obviously, but it's, uh, yeah, it's one of the, I bet it's the first racetrack I ever went to as a kid on the NASCAR circuit, so it really, it's really special to me, and then, uh, you know, you got all your friends and family that that always want to come because it's close to home, so that makes it even better, man, so, uh, yeah, if we could, this would probably be my number one on my list to win at, for sure.
2: Well, it's on a lot of people's list of number one, and I've had, I don't know how many drivers, Tell me that uh, uh, Darlington was one track where the driver could really make a difference. I mean, if you got two driver, uh, uh, Darlington was one track where the driver could really make a difference. I mean, if you got two equal car drivers of the. Uh, on open mic on wednesday but somehow either you, it wasn't discussed or i missed it or or whatever but what was there a particular problem because you had a good starting spot at daytona and i i mean honestly you sort of fell to the back and kind of stayed there now uh alan hill who's here in our studio one of our co-hosts said you were you were trying to avoid the big one and if that's the case you know they didn't have a big one uh, at the finish, like they always or normally do. So, uh, was it a particular problem with the car, or was it was that the way you wanted to run it?
14: Yeah, we definitely had a big problem before the race even started. Somehow, a washer got in the engine. Somehow, some way, we we really still don't know how. And man, it did a lot of damage to it. And taking the engine apart this week, it was down a cylinder or two. It was really hurt bad. I'm, Just shocked it even made it. But uh, we chassis down these race cars every week. So you put them on this chassis dyno for folks that don't know what that is. And you actually run the car, you know, through the gears wide open. And it shows you what power it's making. And make sure you don't have any leaks or nothing wrong with it. So with no practice at these races, it's very important to do that every week, more so than ever. So uh, everything was fine that Wednesday of the race that we raced Friday night. And then Thursday, I remember my team changing the jets and the carburetor. They didn't take the carburetor off. And then Friday, somehow, some way, uh, Mark Stetzer, my crew chief, came in the hauler and was, he looked, he looked mad. And I was like, what's, what is wrong? (laughs) Shouldn't look mad already. You know, we haven't done anything to go through tech. (laughs) So he's like, uh, we got something wrong with the engine. And I'm like, what, what, what do you mean? (laughs) So he said, yeah, we crank, they crank it up in tech. And you have to uh, NASCAR check some stuff, and my dad uh, heard it right off. So uh, the damage was already done; it was already in there. And then they uh, cranked it up again before before the race to warm it up, like NASCAR allows you. And uh, it actually spit it out at some point. So uh, wow. we we used to bring a backup engine every week, but with this this COVID these COVID rules with no practice, no qualifying. There wasn't a need. So anyway, we we had time to change engine if we had one. Problem was we didn't have one. So mm. Monday when I walked in the shop, I said first thing we're putting a backup engine on the hauler like we're used to it for <laughs> to, st- to stay in there. So um, yeah, we when we took off there Friday night and uh, started going, and I was uh, in the gas that that engine she was just dead. She was not going 100 percent and uh so therefore i decided just to hang out in the back and hope for hope for a big one hopefully uh, a lot of those guys had some misfortune that nothing ever really happened because i couldn't really i couldn't do anything and i couldn't uh, i couldn't even hang on in the pack so there just wasn't much point in even trying to stay up there so uh yeah it was an unfortunate night uh that's never happened to us and uh all you can do is learn from your mistakes and try not to repeat them
3: well you you've,
2: you've had some uh, uh lately it seems like you've had some bad luck like that with the i know you had the gas the fueling uh at um was it indianapolis when they didn't get enough yeah. gas in the car and and a couple of races before that it seems like it was something so but the good thing is a lot of the people around you like brandon jones you know and uh uh, he's had some terrible luck and and Michael Annette hasn't even been showing up for races, so that's that's helped you a lot and and you, you actually got like a seventy two point uh margin margin to play with there, and hopefully you won't need that but uh I mean it's getting down to it now and and these are I know you said that Darlington was your track and I, your favorite track, and I think you're real good at these others too so I mean good grief we got we gotta hold this thing together now that it's crunch time.
14: I'm telling you, yeah. I mean, we've got three great tracks coming up that I enjoy a lot. Uh, Darlington today, Richmond next week, and then Bristol the following week. And then our playoff start. We're sitting 10th in points, 11th in the playoff standings. And that's pretty special to me. That's a, a goal that I had for the start of the season. And there's no reason why we can't stay where we are or even gain a spot. So we're just going to keep battling hard, trying not to make mistakes and uh, finish this job and make these playoffs and that that would be really good for our team
2: it looks if i'm reading this right i mean you're only nine points behind brandon jones to move up a spot so uh you know yep. you're, you're fighting the big teams and i know it, we were so proud of you uh, and we always are but when you had the interview with uh larry mack larry mc reynolds a few uh i, know, I guess it's been over a month ago now he's coming on right after you and believe me we will be talking about you again but uh that was a, a great piece. He came down to Spartanburg and did, and um, and it, w- it was. Once we knew it was going to happen, we watched it with great anticipation. That was a, you know, I I, I complain every week that you aren't getting the ink and in the and the airtime that that you should, and uh, you will if you uh, if you keep doing what you're doing, it'll come to you.
14: I agree. Yeah, that was a really cool piece that you know Fox. Fox FS1 did there with Larry McReynolds and it, it meant a lot to me for them to come to our shop and do all that, so uh, greatly appreciate that. Uh, definitely tell Larry that when you talk to him, and it's pretty will. cool that you guys are going to have him on your show coming up after me.
2: Yep, he's uh, he's a good friend of the show, and uh, he's America's crew chief. Um, That's yeah, right. <laughs> you know, Alan Hill does our local results here and uh, Cherokee Speedway, and you know, they ran a race last th- that Thursday night, was it Alan, that uh, Kyle Larson was in, I think he finished 5th, but they, the winner took home forty thousand dollars from Cherokee Speedway, and uh, what second place paid what? Fifteen. Fifteen. That was Chris Madden, and third paid ten thousand. But I
4: think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think y'all supplied the winning engine for Brendan Overton.
14: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, uh, Brandon Brandon runs uh, Clements Racing Engines, and man, he's been uh, super hot this year. Uh, their hauler was actually they came to our shop and parked it. After that race and stayed there till the next day around lunchtime, and uh, you know came in there and talked to everybody, and uh, it was pretty cool to see him win another big race, man, and uh, with a Clements racing engine. So that's uh, fantastic. I know he went to Livonia last night. What was that?
2: No, I just said that's fantastic.
14: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I know he went to Livonia last night. He finished fourth, and uh, I don't, I don't know where they raced tonight though. I, I don't remember, but um i always keep up with with all the dirt racing i love dirt racing it's what i grew up doing and uh, i know i'll be back there one day but trying to do this as long as i can so but yeah i'm really proud of clements racing engines you know they build a lot of amazing dirt late model engines as well as my engine in my car uh for today so you know that's pretty pretty cool too to to have all that going and they do a lot of great work
5: yeah no (laughs) doubt about it jeremy yeah you know your daddy and you guys and everything, y'all put out some horsepower. There's no ifs and buts about it. And one thing, you know, you talk about something got loose in the engine, so I kind of clarified for people who don't know. If you get something loose in it, and it happens occasionally, uh, it might not blow the motor, but it beats the valve seats up and it does this, it does that. So basically at Daytona, when you shut on the gas, you might well have been on seven cylinders. Uh, like I say, that's no fault yeah. of the... Way the motors put together, anything, but y'all make real good horsepower, and uh, we pulling for you. And and that was that interview about you. Was, you need more press. I mean, no doubt about it. And to me, the harder the racetrack you did, the better you run. I mean, that's that's what I like. But, uh yeah, I agree with you there
14: for sure. This is and this is one of the racetracks that I think it's hard to race on. So, uh, like I said, I can't wait. Here's two, a few few hours to go till we race and uh, see what our old Fox Sports Spartanburgs. Uh, and we got Ari Goodson Construction out of Darlington on the car as well. Got to thank Eddie Goodson and all his family for coming on board. And we also got uh, Robert E. Inerio, attorney and counselor. If a good time goes bad, check him out, upstateinjuryattorney.com. Got to thank him for coming on board. Without all these great people, man, uh, this 51 wouldn't be able to contend for a playoff. So I want to thank everybody as well as uh, Tom from Carolina Line. He does so much for for the show and my team. Uh, His drive shafts are in my car every week. So a lot of people make this 51 car go round and round, and uh, it means a lot to me.
2: Well, I can tell you, Jeremy, we will all be watching. All of Spartanburg will be watching and pulling for you. I hope that's not something I'm getting ready to back over you because I hear that. Uh, I, hear, <laughs> I thought I, I heard sorry, a I, name to, name. I, I thought I heard <laughs> hear something beeping there. But look, we'll let you go. We know you got a lot on your mind, and we just appreciate so much that you've made the time to come on our show. And uh, we're with you, buddy. I mean, that's a Camaro, but you got hundreds of people inside that thing with you. That means a lot,
14: guys. Thank you again for having me on the show. Uh, enjoy i can't wait to uh hear the interview with larry mcgrantle too enjoy that and uh the race is 330 today on nbc sn check it
2: out we will and uh as soon as we do this commercial i'll have him on the phone and uh and we will be talking about you good luck jeremy best of luck thank y'all have a have a great day All right. thank you jeremy thank you that's jeremy clements he's uh he's our man Got to have him Sound today. Sounds pretty perked up, don't it? He? Yeah. He might, you know, drivers know the car handling right underneath him pretty good. they happy. Okay. Let's get... uh he uh, wasn't uh, running good, he uh, wouldn't be so happy. Let's get our <laughs> next commercial break in and talk to Larry McReynolds. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 1400 AM, 98.3 FM.
6: Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership, family owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and are proud to be serving the Boiling Springs Inman and Spartanburg communities. Jamie and his staff are committed to providing excellent customer service and making sure your experience is simple, transparent and fair. Visit Impex Pre-Owned today. Conveniently located up I-26 on Asheville Highway.
0: Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. The Fox Sports 1400 app is the best way to keep up with Spartanburg sports C. Download it now by searching Fox Sports 1400, either at the Apple Store or via Google Play.
7: You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like R.J. Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pair parent- are the ideal gift. Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the
8: corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories, such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and we will have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate
9: that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services, all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right, Image Printing now offers direct to garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848.
11: Do you want a rundown house or a property with problem tenants? Did a relative leave you a house behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosures, condemned homes, mobile homes with or without land it doesn't matter we have a solution for you the best part is we will pay you cash so give us a call today at 256-0727 or visit upstateproperty solutions.com consultations are free
2: and we have another special guest today and it is really a pleasure To talk to America's crew chief, Larry McReynolds. Good morning, Larry. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. And uh, just anticipating everything. Auto racing, football, you name it. I've asked you this before, but I don't remember. Are you Obama or Auburn?
15: Oh, my gosh. I live and die with the Crimson Tide. When I cut myself (laughs) shaving, it's it's crimson red. Even even though I've been gone from Alabama over 40 years, but like I tell people, when you're born in the state of Alabama, they stamp two things on your birth certificate, male or female, Alabama or Auburn.
2: There you go. Well, we, uh, well... have to compete with the the Xfinity race this afternoon because I think Miami and Alabama kick off at the same time as uh, the Xfinity
15: race. Yeah, The exact same time, but the good thing is in my little man cave, I have two TVs so I'll (laughs) obviously be paying close attention to the Xfinity series race because of all the stuff I do uh, throughout the week with the Race Hub and then my Sirius XM NASCAR radio show every day, 11 to 1 Eastern Time, but That second TV, the sound may be down, but I'll definitely have one eye on that Alabama-Miami game down there in Atlanta, Georgia.
3: Well, Larry, you recently did a piece on FS1 about Spartanburg's own Jeremy Clements. It was really well done, and we appreciate you coming to Spartanburg.
15: No, I was really happy and, and quite honestly honored to do that piece on Jeremy because I think the story is just amazing. With it being a family-owned operation, uh, their shop, my, my gosh, the, the area they operate in uh, is probably smaller than some people that maybe have a, a four- or five-car garage. They, they do so much with so little, uh, and then you look at the story of, of the injury that he sustained that time yeah. a number of years ago where a dry shaft came out of a dirt late model and just about took his arm off. And I I really enjoyed going down there and and doing that little feature on Jeremy.
2: Well, we just had him on right before you. And um, and he said, uh, and I told him you were coming on right after. And he said, well, you make sure uh, you tell uh, Larry McReynolds, uh, thank you so much for coming down. And uh, he's a big fan of yours too.
15: Well, we, we hope, you know, they still, their playoffs don't start yet as far as Xfinity Series. Of course, the Cup playoffs, they start tomorrow night in the Southern 500, but he's still got three more races. He's, right. got, he's got Darlington, uh, they've got Richmond, and then they've got Bristol uh, before their playoffs start out at Las Vegas uh, later on the month of September, so hopefully he can finagle around and, and be a part of these playoffs here in 2021.
2: Well, he's got a little bit of wiggle room. He's in uh, well, he's actually in 11th place because Riley Herbst, who's behind him in points, has a won a race, so he's in. But um, he's got like a 72 points to play with there, and he's nine points behind Brandon Jones, who's just ahead of him. So, uh, you know, he loves Darlington, and please pay special attention to him today because the whole hood of his car... It's Fox Sports Spartanburg, fourteen hundred AM and 98.3 FM, and I think uh, I think the boss that owns the radio station saved up all year to to uh, to give us the whole hood of the car. So hopefully, Jeremy will give us some good airtime.
15: No, I, I think he's in good shape. You know, the, the only caveat is is if he falls back to twelve, uh, and then somebody, as we saw in the Cup Series. Uh, as we neared the end of the regular season, somebody below that cut line jumps up there and grabs a win. Yeah. That, that's when you're back there, you know, right at the cut line or maybe a spot or two above it, as Jeremy is. That's the only thing that can end up biting you. I mean, you look at Austin Dillon with just a handful of races to go in the regular season. He was he was right at a hundred points above the cut line. Right. He and his teammate Tyler Riddick, both. But then, when Kurt Busch won Atlanta, Eric Almirola, most notably, winning at Loudon, it moved them from in really good shape to flirting with not making the playoffs. And as we know, Tyler Reddick just barely made it, and Austin Dillon ended up on the outside looking in. So, but hopefully, Jeremy will be a part of it and uh, can make a little noise when we get in the playoffs.
2: Well, we'll we'll. Be riveted to the screen on that one. I think I'll be just the opposite of you, though. My man, my man, Cave, will have the Xfinity race up and the Alabama Miami game with the sound off. Uh, I don't need a, an announcer to tell me what's going on at a race, like I'm sure you don't either. So, uh, but I, it is, it is very important to us, and it's a big day for Spartanburg, especially with the sponsorship. Um, was Darlington your favorite track, or did you have a favorite track? You know, I, people ask me that a lot and
15: and you know being a crew chief for for 17 years and in, and being in the sport working on race cars for 20 plus years we had I had areas that we enjoyed going to more than others We always enjoyed going obviously to Las Vegas we enjoyed going to Sonoma always enjoyed going down to Daytona and to, to homestead Miami Speedway but honestly, and it really hadn't changed since I've been doing the broadcasting for the last two-plus decades. My favorite track is the next track that we're going to. I felt like as a crew chief, you kind of always needed to have that mentality, and maybe that would be a little contagious maybe with to your driver. Uh, if he had a track or two he didn't necessarily enjoy going to. I uh, had areas that I enjoyed going to. Darlington was one of those. Came so close to winning there. My first race with Davey Allison in 1991, uh, when I joined Robert Yates Racing, we finished second to Ricky Rudd. Had had a double handful of top five finishes, but I just never was able to be a part of closing the deal at Darlington, and that's one of the tracks. I, I you know I, I was fortunate enough to win a number of races at a lot of different types of tracks and a lot of different tracks. But I, I, I kind of get a little bit sad when I think about Darlington and the history and the prestige there that I never was able to go to Victory Lane and celebrate a win at Darlington.
2: Well, uh, you won everywhere else, like you said, but there's one in particular I'd like you to share with us. It's, uh, it's a story, uh, one of my favorite racing stories, and I've only heard you tell it one time, but uh, about, um, about when weather played a factor in the race.
15: Boy, I'm telling you, that one, every time I just think about it, it, it it stings and burns because there was a lot of layers to that 1992 Southern 500 with Robert Yates racing, Davey Allison in the 28. We had really had a phenomenal year. Uh, but Davey had gotten beaten up several times. But that was back in when Winston, the series sponsor, had the Winston Million, where if you could win three of the four what they call the Crown Jewel events, which in 92 was the Daytona 500, the Winston 500 at Talladega, the Coke 600 at Charlotte, and the Southern 500 at Darlington. If you could win three of those four, as Bill Elliott did the first year they did it in 1985, it was a million-dollar bonus. And, you know, a million dollars is a lot of money today, but it was a whole lot of money in 1992. So we had won the Daytona 500, we won the Winston 500 at Talladega. So all we really have to do is win one of these last two races, these are the, either the Coke 600 at Charlotte or the Southern 500. So the Coke 600, that's the year we wrecked at the checkered flag for the all-star race. Mm. We ended up winning, but we tore our good race car up, plus Davey got hurt a little bit. So we brought a brand-new race car back out there the next week for the Coke 600. Ended up finishing, I think, fourth or fifth. So we're still in good shape. We got the Southern 500. I know we're going to run well there. And we did go down there, and we were strong. We led a ton of that race. But, you know, back then, teams didn't have weather equipment. We didn't have cell phones with weather apps. The only access to any kind of weather information we had was the NASCAR trailer in the garage area had a small little radar uh, screen on the side of it. So we're getting really late in the race. And this is back when Darlington didn't have lights. You know, we had to finish this thing, you know, in daylight or it doesn't get finished up. So we're going along there. And, you know, fresh tires just like today at Darlington was huge. You, you dive in there and get four fresh tires. You go out there and you'd be two, two and a half seconds a lap faster than somebody that's still out there on old tires. So we're getting late in the race. We're well, well past halfway and we're leading the race. And I keep looking at the sky and the sky is just getting darker and darker and darker. And I mean, it's still in the afternoon time. Well, all of a sudden some, some teams start hitting pit road for four fresh tires and I kept looking at the sky and thinking about, okay, is it going to rain here? Plus, we could only probably go about another five or six laps, and we were going to have to pit for fuel. So I've got Davy screaming on the radio about people with fresh tires about running over him. I'm looking at the sky. So one of my guys from the shop that didn't really go to the racetrack on a regular basis, he he had, he drove down for the day for the for the race. So I said, Gil run to the NASCAR hauler quickly and look at the radar for me and come back. I said, hurry though. So he came back, huffing and puffing, gave me a thumbs up, you're good to go. And I said, are, are you sure, Gil? I mean, the sky is almost black. <laughs> so, we're, again, now we're down to about three or four laps, and we, uh, us and Daryl Waltrip were about the only two that had not pitted. And Daryl, at best that day, had about an eighth, ninth, or tenth place car. So finally, you know, we're just about getting run over, but we're still leading. So I I, I tell Davey to pit. We pit for four fresh tires, and I'm telling you, we didn't no more hardly drop the jack and get to the end of pit road. It's like somebody threw a switch. It was like a monsoon switch. And it rained like poured out of a boot. Finally, they realized there was not enough time to get the track dry. We didn't have all the airtight and stuff and all that back then. They had a few jet dryers, and that was about it. So even though it quit raining, they called the race. And my man DW, which it ended up being, his last cup win was the 1992 Southern 500. So anyhow, we we, we still ended up finishing, I think, third or fourth or something. But we, we lost the race, and we lost this million dollars. So we're back in the garage area, and I, I said, Gil, what did you see on the radar? And he said, Larry, I don't understand it. He said, that radar was green all over. I guess he saw <laughs> green, oh. green mint go, but it does in everything, but except for a weather radar. So, yeah, that's one that still stings even today.
2: Well, yeah. I, that was such a beautiful story and uh, I almost hate to laugh at it now that you tell me how it stings for you and uh, and what it cost you and everything. Oh, it- I, I
15: chuckle at it a little bit today it's like you know to send a grown man to a weather radar (laughs) and he didn't realize that green meant meant moisture or rain yeah i didn't it was a long time before i ever chuckled about it but yeah it still stings but it, it is a pretty comical story to share
2: but after that didn't you become a real big fan or and even uh did some things for the weather channel right
15: yeah, I mean, I've actually been to the Weather Channel that's headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia. And, uh, I've, I've done the, the forecast for the Atlanta race weekend a couple of times. I've, I've been down to our local Fox affiliate a couple of times and did the weather. And so no, I'm a huge fan of weather. You, you know, I, I've got every kind of weather app known to man. Probably my two favorite go to is the Weather Channel or, uh, one they call Dark Sky. Uh, but I think it just comes from, our sport is so weather sensitive. Not only is it sensitive to if, it, if it's rain or going to rain or not rain, but, you know, what's the track conditions? Is the sun going to be out? Is it going to be cool? Is the wind going to be blowing at the higher speed track? So even though I don't have to really deal with it as far as setting a race car up, uh, it still kind of helps me a little bit with the broadcast, knowing what the weather is going to be.
2: Uh, Larry, we got just a couple of minutes left. I noticed last night when I was researching for the show... Um, you've got a heck of a website. Tell us a little bit about your website and some of the some of the swag you can you can order uh, from larry McReynolds' website well i I
15: appreciate that yeah i 've had a website for probably twenty years uh about ever since I started with Fox, but nobody was really tending to it or looking after it. It was very outdated uh, but i 've been working with the the group at the Martin Trix Junior management group that handles several drivers and they They actually handle a bunch of stuff. Myself, my son Brandon, actually is is a minority owner in the management group. So they took over not only some stuff they do for me uh, about a year ago. They took over the website, Emily Butler there, just completely redid it. And uh, they also have an apparel company. So they made up some Larry Mack, America's Crew Chief T-shirts. There's even a Larry Mack, America's Crew Chief face mask, which we certainly all use today or should be using. Uh, the three books that I've written are all there, but it's com, and they just did a phenomenal job of redoing the website and really helped me get more active. Uh, I've always been very active on Twitter, at LarryMac28. I and mean, now they've got me very active on Instagram, LarryMac28. i back up this morning about the weekend. The Cup playoff started darling. Earlier, the Alabama kickoff game down there in Atlanta against Miami. So, uh, but yeah, I, I appreciate that. I'm very proud of it. They they've done a phenomenal job with it. LarryMcRills.com.
5: Well, one thing about Larry, this Greg, you're definitely America's crew chief. And the thing about Larry, he always kept records on stuff. And, and I was always into the weather thing because the weather means a big deal. We all turned to had the operator radar, and that is amazing. I, I, I vaguely remember hearing that story, and the guy read the green is being clear. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, weather makes a whole lot of difference on that. And, uh, like I say, we, we got to go. We, 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 we're trying to fight time like everybody else. We can't thank you enough for coming on the show and hope to have you on maybe for the end of the year, we'll definitely have you on next year, or anytime you want to come on.
15: No, absolutely. But you just think, Greg, about the weather at Darlington, uh, the way that race is going to start uh, around six, a little after six p.m. Eastern time, and the sun's going to be out. It's supposed to be close to ninety degrees tomorrow, and then that thing's not going to get over till well after ten p.m. Eastern time. Just the weather sh- swing that that will go through. And most notably, how much the track will pull down and, and and gain a little bit of grip. Darlington doesn't. I don't think Darlington has a whole lot of grip if it was thirty degrees outside, but it will gain grip. And the faster speeds will be toward the tail end of that race when the track cools down.
2: Well, Deb Williams and we had her. He, she's our. She's on every week with us. And uh, and Jeremy Clemens were both talking about a six hundred foot strip that they repaved uh, in the second turn that nobody's had a chance to drive on yet.
15: Yeah, you know, Kerry Tharp, who does a phenomenal job down there, the track president, I know they hated to do that, but I think they were getting fearful. They had patched it so much that, that we were going to get into a race and the track was going to come apart. We've already been down that road a couple of times, and that that's not a very good look for our sport. But he didn't want to repave the whole racetrack, and I don't think there's anybody in the sport that wanted to see it repaved either but they did repave turn two. And as Greg, you know, turn two is one of the most interesting corners of all the tracks we go to. It's like you've got a turn 2A and turn 2B uh, because of the way you pick the throttle up so early in the middle of one and two when that little car takes a set up there against the wall. And I've talked to a lot of people this week about turn two. I'm anxious to see the Xfinity Series race today is because even though you would think brand new asphalt is going to have a lot of grip without any rubber being on it they say the grip level is actually way down on it now they did start using the tire dragon uh, a machine that puts rubber onto the racetrack only in that area they started I think on Thursday so I would say by the time we get to the cup race tomorrow night that it should be good rubbered in and have a lot of grip and that will enable these drivers to not have to pedal as much on the exit of turn two which helps the the speed all the way down that back straightaway, but I would say in the early going of this Xfinity Series race today, it it could be a little bit a uh, little bit treacherous just until it gets rubbered in. Uh,
2: Larry, we uh, we we got to go. I want to ask you one more thing now, uh, or request something from you if. If Jeremy makes the playoffs and it looks like he's got a good chance of it, see if you can give him a little more air time. Maybe, maybe meet him someplace. I'm not saying come to Spartanburg again unless you just want to. We'd love to take you out, you know, for the, from the radio show. But uh, help us get... We'll, try, uh, help we'll, us. We'll, we'll definitely try to do
15: that. I, You know, my hands are a little bit... uh I, I handcuffed Because we obviously don't have the Xfinity Series races now. When we ended up right. uh, back in, in June... Obviously, NBC covers all the the Xfinity Series stuff, but but maybe we'll get him on our our Sirius XM NASCAR own track show and chat with him a little bit here once the playoffs get going.
2: Great. Let me. I saw one more thing on the internet, and then I'll let you go. Do you have a daughter getting married?
15: I do. Yeah, my youngest daughter Kendall. She is. I never. I never thought she would ever even even date anybody in racing. But she met Jordan Anderson uh, about two and a half years ago. Of course, Jordan races in the Truck Series. He actually owns an Xfinity Series team. Austin Dillon is running that 31 car today at Darlington. And then Jordan is going to run the truck tomorrow uh, when they race before the Cup Series. But they got engaged back in January, and they're going to get married next spring. My uh, youngest daughter, Kendall, and uh, Jordan
2: Anderson. Well, no, that's great. The, the reason I mention that is my daughter got engaged about a month ago, and when I saw that last night, I said, oh, Lord, me and Larry got uh, weddings to pay for coming up.
15: Oh, I, I, I'm telling you, people ask me, do you ever think about retiring? And I said, well, when I look at things like weddings coming, I don't know if I can retire. I maybe ought to think about trying to find a second job that's a <laughs> well I, that's exactly, that.
2: That is exactly what i said i'm 69 years old and i got a 21 year old daughter getting married and there's no i work for wells fargo and there's no way i'm retiring no no but
15: Mike, <laughs> in in god rest is so i almost hate saying this now because we just lost bobby bowden yeah uh, about a month or two ago but bobby bowden always had a saying about retiring he said once you retire there's only one more big event left in your life. And, of course, we, we certainly, uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to Bobby Bowden's family. I, I know uh, Florida State, they're actually playing Notre Dame, I think, tomorrow yes. night. Yep. And they're going to do a big tribute to Bobby Bowden. So I'm really anxious. to. I'll have that second TV. <laughs> uh, I'll have the main TV on the Southern 500, but I'll probably have the second TV on the Notre Dame-Florida State game.
2: Right, Larry, thank you so much for coming on. We kept you way longer than I thought we were going to, but uh, I appreciate it, Larry. Uh, and uh, please come back and talk to us again.
15: Well, we just want everybody to know that we're we're all going through a lot. I, I know we feel like we're we're climbing out of this pandemic, but I, I get nervous. It's like we take two steps forward, three steps back. Yep. I, everybody has their own choices to make, and I, I, I don't condemn anybody for the choices they do make. But I just beg and plead and and urge people, stay socially distanced, wear your mask, and please, please, please get vaccinated.
2: There you go. Thank you, Larry. Thank you so much for coming on.
15: You guys have a great, safe uh, Labor Day holiday weekend.
2: Same to you. Thank you very much. Thank you, you, Larry. That's Larry McReynolds. A great interview. Kept him 10 minutes longer than I wanted to. We are way behind. Let me take a break. We'll come back and get to whatever we can get to. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports, ninety-eight three FM.
12: Don't be late. Back to school deals on cool Nissan wheels are waiting for you at Greer Nissan. 2021 Nissan Rogue, only 2 dollars a month. New Nissan Versa, just two sixty nine dollars a month. Fun 2021 Nissan Kicks, two thirty nine dollars a month. Rumi Nissan Sentra, only $1.9 a month. And stylish 2021 Nissan Murano, dollars a month. Plus 0% financing is available. Get more for your trade. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Greer Nissan gets you back to school during the Nissan model year in sales event. Call 864-479-1197 for details. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. We are Fox Sports. The
0: home of the Spartanburg Vikings is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. This is nothing, hold us Now on FM at 98.3.
13: McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at mcdonalds.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchises are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse, inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchises
2: and welcome back to the last few minutes To start your engines and uh, let's see how much of this i can cover here we talked about daytona and all the wrecks and everything final rundown on that one um uh, yeah, i picked up the wrong one of the cup race ryan blaney won it bubba wallace a very good very good second place finish for that team Ryan Newman was third, Ryan Priest fourth, Tyler Reddick fifth, who made the playoffs. Justin Haley was sixth, Alex Bowman seventh, Chase Elliott eighth, BJ McLeod ninth, had to be a big payday for him, and Josh Bilecki was tenth. So you got some really different names up there because they tore up so many cars. The point standings after, uh, the or the playoff, here's the way the playoffs ended, counting all the stage points and winning. Um, the the uh regular season. Kyle Bush is first. He ended up with five wins. Martin Truex is second with three wins, as has Ryan Blaney, who wound up third, really closed fast there with those last few races. Kyle Bush was fourth, Chase Elliott fifth, Alex Bowman sixth, Denny Hamlin seventh, William Byron eighth, Joey Logano ninth, Brad Keselowski, tenth, Kurt Bush eleventh, Malcolm McDowell Malcolm, I did it again. Michael McDowell, 12th, Christopher Bell, 13th, and Eric Almarola 14th. And the two that got in on points were Tyler Reddick and Kevin Harvick. On the outside looking in were Austin Dillon and Matt Benedetto. So I'm hoping to see Matt win a race and get a job. The Xfinity race, uh, Jeremy gave you a real good detailed finish of what happened to him in that race with the engine trouble. Justin Haley won it. Jace, uh, A.J. Almendinger was second and in the colleague cars. Justin Allgaier slipped in there to break up the um, three-way colleague finish. Jeff Burton uh, driving the other colleague car was fourth. Daniel Hemrick, fifth. Christopher Bell, sixth. Noah Cragson, seventh. Matt niat Snyder, eighth. Harrison Burton, ninth. And Riley Herbst, tenth. That race will be this afternoon at 3 o'clock, 3.30 at Darlington, pre-race at 3 o'clock. And uh, Jeremy Clemens is starting 15th. That's the inside of the eighth row, with a big Fox Sports Spartanburg hood on that car, and please root for him and um, and hope we get a good finish and a lot of a lot of great airtime for Jeremy. He's got a seventy-two point uh, balls to play with um, to stay to inside the playoffs. Now he's only four points ahead of Riley Herbst. And he's only nine points behind Brandon Jones, so he's sitting in eleventh. He's in a good shape, and uh, just hope for a good finish that he can uh, come through. The trucks they uh, they didn't race. Their next race will be at Bristol on um, uh, the sixteenth of September. John Hunter Nemechek leads that point standings. We won't go any further than that. Arca. They ran the Milwaukee Mile last week, and I was real proud to see America's oldest speedway get back into operation. I think it's been around since 1903. Not continuously uh, operated, though. But once again, Ty Gibbs was the winner. Um, Sam Mayer was second. Daniel Dye third. Taylor Gray fourth. Sammy Smith fifth. And Corey Heim was sixth. Um, They will run again tomorrow at DuCoin. That will be on MAV TV. The Southern Illinois 100, that's a mild dirt track. And they were tied in the points. Now Ty Gibbs has an 11-point lead over Corey Heim, and nobody else matters there. Indy is off. Patricio O'Ward took the points lead there after Gateway over Alex Paloub, Joseph Newgarden sec, uh, third, Scott Dixon fourth, and Marcus Erickson fifth. They will run uh, next Sunday at 3 p.m. on the at the road course, street course in Portland, Oregon. They don't have any more ovals. They're all on street courses now, and that will be the Grand Prix of Portland. Formula One, we touched on that earlier with the crazy two-lap race that they had behind the pace car in the rain at uh, the Belgian Grand Prix at Frankerschamp's seven-mile track. They will run tomorrow morning, well, it'll be morning here, at Zandvoort Holland in the Heineken Dutch Grand Prix, By the way, that race last week, the two-lapper, Max Verstappen won it. George Russell for Williams Racing got his first podium. He finished second, and Lewis Hamilton was third, Daniel Ricciardo fourth, and Sebastian Vettel was fifth. The point standing's there. Very close. With uh, Lewis Hamilton has a three-point lead over Max Verstappen. Lando Norris is third, Valtteri Bottas fourth, and Sergio Perez is fifth. And never, oh, usually last that we get to, but never the least, is the WeatherTech Sports Car Series. And we'll be ramping that up again pretty soon because they will be back on the track next week at Monterey for the Emsa Monterey Grand Prix. Uh, Felipe Nasser and Dipo, Pipo Durrani in the uh, Wayland Engineering Cadillac uh, that uh, Mike Hill's involved with. Maybe we can get Mike on maybe next week or the week after. They are only 41 points out of the first place for the championship. With uh, Olivier Jarvis and Harry Tinknell, two points behind that. Really, nobody else has much of a chance. So those are the three it's coming down to. The point leaders are Ricky Taylor and Philippe Albuquerque. The TV for this week, and we do have a little bit more than we had here in the last few weeks. But uh, Of course, today we've got uh, pre-race of the Xfinity on NBCSN at Darlington. At 3.30 is the race, and then they will have post-race coverage. Just cross your fingers for Jeremy. I've said it ad nauseum on this broadcast, but, man, he needs a good one, and especially with Fox Sports Spartanburg on the hood. And that's about it for today. Now, tomorrow at, uh, call it 9 o'clock, it says 8.55, but they will have the Formula One Zonvoort Belgium um, Grand Prix of Holland, I'm sorry, at... uh, at Zandvoort, and that will be on ESPN2 at, call it 9 o'clock. Then later in the day, at 1.30, the Camping World Truck Series will race at Darlington. So they've got a doubleheader at uh, the Lady in Black. The cup race will be at 6 o'clock tomorrow night. And that is the... Southern 500 was the Cookout Southern 500. It's been the Mountain Dew Southern 500. It's been the Bojangles Southern 500, and it's been just the Southern 500, but now it's Cookout is sponsoring that. Southern 500, it's been the Bojangles Southern 500, and it's been just the Southern 500, but now it's Cookout is sponsoring that. I think Tyler Sugar is down there, so uh, good luck uh, to him. I hope he has a good time. And then at 9 o'clock, if you need more racing, and if you got MAV TV, ARCA will be running at DuCoin on the Presbyterian on. And I got it all in, Alan. Got some local stuff going on?
4: Uh, just our local uh, racing going on tonight up there at Harris. Like I said, it's going to be fan appreciation. Just $5 to get in. So, uh, good place to take your family up there to go watch a good night of racing. Going to be cool. Racetrack going to be fast. and Make a lot of horsepower. Yep. Well that and, sounds, uh go ahead, and we talked about a guy that's making a lot of horsepower, and that's some Clements motors, you know, I guess guy Tech said uh he's talking about uh Overton over down at Livonia mm-hmm. actually, a guy down there named Watkins he actually won a race and he had a Clements motor in it, so uh and like he was talking about a little bit before things do happen about like Larry McDonnell's and the green on the radar <laughs> uh they had a little washer somehow things just happened in yeah. racing and uh, that's just the way. That's just the way it's going to be. I like the
2: way you said he's somewhere along the line. It spit it out, and, and it does. It's going to get rid of it sooner <laughs> or later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Greg, uh, ten seconds. Like
5: I say, it's good racing weather. Had a great interview our Spartanburg driver Jeremy Clements and and Larry Mack, who's America's crew chief, and uh, just tickled that the, the, we got. As they used to call it, Bill France weather. It's going to be good football weather, good racing weather. Hope Jeremy comes around real good, which he will. And uh,
3: just just looking forward to watching some football. And How racing. about you, Ronnie? I'm just looking forward to a jam packed weekend. I'm going to have football and racing overload. Did you do the PA at Burns last night? I did.
2: Well, good for you. Glad to see you back it was, in the. It was fun to be back. Glad to have you back in the saddle. Well, that's going to do it. That was a good show. That's, uh, I guess, our Labor Day show. And, um, We'll recap it all next week, hopefully on Sunday. We'll let you know more about that later. Natalie, get our table ready. Lanny, forgot to mention you. You're the best. Talk to you next week.
0: You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more, or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports.